Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Welcome back, everyone. This is the Flow Track Podcast. Happy Monday morning. I'm Kevin. He's Gordon. Started a few minutes late. Gordon needed some time to get warmed up, but then after a few minutes of cult ridicule, he just said, let's go. Let's start. Let's get into... uh, our track and field discussion. Our email address is flowtrackpodcast at gmail.com. If you got a submission for internet coach or guess my PR, send it our way. We got a couple emails, including one asking for some cross country talk, Gordon. Ooh, see, you're, you're, there's you're a percentage dead. of people out there yeah. who want some cross country talk. Mm-hmm. I haven't started my cross country show. I haven't started my cross country show because. Maybe I'll do it this week, this week or next week, because we're still obviously the past two weekends aren't real cross country. It's kind of stupid mm-hmm. that we like waste these weekends of cross country races because they're not real. They're just dogs <laughs> and they're practice. This next weekend yeah. is probably also like a fake weekend of cross country. The real first cross country weekend is in two weekends. Right. Well, to that even point, then, someone no one cares till mid October. And even then, no one cares till conferences. And even then, no one really cares until NCAAs, which is why our sports stupid. <laughs> to your point, this. this weekend, someone showed me a result and said, hey, what does this mean? Is this a good meet? And then I felt like Galifianakis trying to explain to this person, well, maybe did this person run? How hard were they trying? And how many of their top five were running? It was just like a very complicated answer to what should be a simple question, which was, hey, what does this result mean? in the grand scheme of collegiate cross country. And I failed to give this person a good answer. Was it the Harvard Yale Penn meet? Uh, Harvard Yale Princeton, Princeton meet. meet. Princeton. Harvard Yale Princeton meet. Yeah. What did that one mean? It means everything. It's well, try me in what, September. But see, Harvard doesn't like to lose to Yale. Yale doesn't like to lose to Harvard. Princeton's in the mix. There's some Ivy League rivalry going on there. I don't know. I don't know. And then you look at some of the people who ran some, some, some good runners there, but then unless you're there and you can put a heart rate monitor on them to know how hard they're working, you really don't know. Even at nutty comb, even at pre nuts, you really don't know. Cause we went, watched NIU all those years. They take care of business and then they take care of business later on. And it just seemed like, all right, no one's really going hard. Everybody sort of agreed to chill until it gets time for the last couple meets of the year. And that's it. So. Yeah, the first three weeks of cross country is kind of like the first week of NFL, right? You see weird blowouts or upsets. And in reality, week one of football is not mm-hmm. indicative. In- indicative? Indicative. Yeah, of indicative. Nice work. Where these teams are going to be in December, January, February. Yeah. Because, you know, I mean, Aaron Rodgers got blown out last year, like 30 to 7, and then went on to win the MVP. Same thing mm-hmm. happened again mm-hmm. here, got blown out by Minnesota. Maybe he'll go on to win an MVP again. I don't know. But week one doesn't really mean much, unless you're a Cowboys fan. Then it means everything, and good luck <laughs> with the rest of your season. In the chat, they've already kicked up the athlete of the year discussion. I think we're going to try. We're going to try to hold off on that 
until Wednesday just because we have some results that I want to talk about and we're going to need to stretch the remaining track and field topics for a while, but I've already put some thought into it. Listen, on the men's side, it's there's a clear-cut winner on the men's side. And I would argue a clear-cut podium, like a clear-cut Loser? group of, of people you'd invite. Well, yeah. Everybody Who's else. the worst athlete of the year? The number 750th ranked. Uh, on the women's side, it's a bit more complicated, both in terms of who the winner is. I think there's an argument for two. And that top four, top five, whatever it is, um, is a, there's some different directions you can go. But I want to try to hold that until Wednesday, if at all possible. Now, I'm not saying the chat, go crazy, do your thing. Don't listen to us today. You just keep going. I'm just saying we're probably not going to get to it until Wednesday. You know what today is? Unless you run out of topics in about 15 minutes. And then I have my card here to tell me who the athlete of the year is. You know what today is? Hmm. Today is the final day of track and field. It's officially over. Hence the title of this podcast. 2022 track and field is officially over. There's one meet still to go in about a few hours. Bellinzona, Switzerland. Live on flow track. I think it goes live around 11 or noon. Right after this podcast is over, check it out. Uh, Alison Dos Santos is running. Um, well, I think Ferdinand Omanyala is going to be there. Sharika Jackson's running 100. So there are still some big names, some Olymp- some world champions in that race in Bellinzona. Um, should be good. Exciting. Final track and field. Before we talk, I, I guess we'll save this conversation. I was going to be like, what would you think of the season? But we'll save that for Wednesday. Um, yeah. yeah. One more track meet going on right after this podcast. But we did have a bunch go on this past weekend. Even though we had the world championships in July, even though we had the Diamond League final mid last week, there's still more track and field. And we had Marvin Bracey, Joseph Fambula, a bunch of athletes mm-hmm. do well here in Zagreb. Yeah. Croatia. What event do you want to Brace, talk about first? Well, Bracey, in a way, did sort of what Bromel did in the Diamond League final, except he didn't get $30,000 and the title of Diamond League champion. His field was not as good as Bromel's, but you basically had one of the top three Americans going against a field where they were a big favorite. They broke 10 seconds and just blew up the field. And I think it just kind of speaks to – Bracey's consistency this year that he was able to pull this off, but also just where we're at right now in the men's hundred, unless somebody new pops up and we're looking at potentially Akeem Blake, potentially uh, Oblique Seville. U.S. is just going to be in a really good spot coming in again next year. They're going to have four entries again to world championships, and they have a great, great opportunity to sweep. Once again, you don't want to count out DeGrasse after he'll probably have a whole year to get himself right again. But you're going to have Curly plus three others, and whoever the U.S. sends is going to be in a good spot to to super sweep this thing. Again, I know it wasn't the toughest field, but someone like Omanyala, 10-19, he beat Curly at the beginning of the year. He was the guy people were mentioning. Now, he had a real, real rough go of it get traveling to Eugene, obviously, but he's a guy who – you'd think, okay, this this would be one of the main contenders to break up a U.S. sweep, to break up the lock that they have at the top of the podium. And uh, Brace took care of business, just like Bromel took care of business earlier, uh, earlier on last week. Yeah. Yeah, similar to Bromel and Bracey. You know, they're teammates. They train together. Yeah. And they also win similar races in the same style, kind of being the only one to break 10. In a end of yeah. year where people kind of the wheels are starting to fall off and they still can hold on to the the railing pretty strong and still be consistent sub ten. So good end of the year for Marvin Bracey. I mean, can't ask for a better comeback for both of those guys. I mean, Bracey, who, who you know abandoned track, tried to do the NFL thing, didn't work out, and was still able to get come back and come back even better than he was before he went yeah. to the NFL. That doesn't happen that often. So. He is, especially you think maybe last year was his one shot, but then he got injured at the Olympic trials. He was able to rally back, run nine eights a bunch of times, get second in the world. Pretty yeah. damn good. 
I'm going to set right now over under U.S. men's medals, 100, two and a half for the world champs next year. Yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm, I'm putting it at two and a half right now. I think that's the only line you can't play. Three and a half is pretty – well, you can't get more than uh, three medals, so that wouldn't work. Um, I guess finishers in the top f- finishers in the top four. I'll say that. Let me rephrase it. Finishers in the top four. Um, Super sweep, I think, could be on next year too. You, I mean, Curly didn't race post worlds, but you gotta like him coming back. Romel and Bracy, solid. And then you have a lot of people who could get get that other four, you know, that fourth spot. Coleman, could he have a bounce back year? What's Lyles gonna do in terms of the double? Makai Williams. Etc. 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 I mean, people like Ronnie Baker. There's a lot of people who we were talking about early on in the season who just didn't get it. You know, weren't healthy or whatever reason. But like, you can see them coming back next year and running high nine eights and and making the team. So, U.S. Men's Hundred was just consistent from from beginning to end. Um, high hurdles, Holloway again gets it done. Uh, beats Crittenden, 13-19, 13-31. Again, just a sensational start for Holloway. Um, didn't have uh, Broadbell in this race. Didn't have Parchment. But Crittenden's been really good uh, the back half of this year as well, too. So I thought it was a good run uh, for Holloway getting another another victory. I mean, a lot of these dudes like were no match for Holloway. You know, guys running high 13s and like low 14s. It just was a, it was a complete mismatch. But Crittenden, Crittenden's a worthy con- competitor, and uh, Holloway still took care of business. Huge lead midway, and then held on for the win. Yeah, and still he had to hold on. There were some people closing a bit on him, uh, but he's just so good that he's able to have that benefit, that benefit of that lead that doesn't really disappear as often but we have seen it disappear yeah. at certain moments but when you're that good when you're an all-time great starter in the six in the 60 hurdle type runner yeah you can afford to have the slowdown in the final two hurdles and still win pretty much yeah you know 80 to 90 percent of the time it looks like yeah but right before 10 looks like things slow down and then at 95 meters or so it looks like the rhythm just sort of breaks and the last five five meters are an adventure. Grant Holloway is also awesome post finish line. If we go back to the actual finish, pull if we could pull that up, he immediately runs and like gives like a, a race official or someone at the finish line. It looked like he knew him because the way the guy was reacting. He hugs this guy. Watch this when he comes across the line. Right here, if you're watching. <laughs> and holds on for a really long time, which is good. And then uh, I think he kisses the camera at a certain point too. Um, it was well done by 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 Grant Holloway, who's making friends wherever he goes all throughout the world. And then uh, in the two hundred, when Fonbelay won, did you see the two hundred? Right after no. Fonbelay wins, and the announcers didn't even notice it. So Fonbelay wins, and then Grant runs on the track and does like a wrestling move on him. I mean, you got to be kind of nervous. Not to hurt Fonbelay in this position, but does a full <laughs> takedown. He did a full takedown. If you don't, if you're listening and not watching, you know, pull it up on our YouTube page. It's all up on there. Uh, Fonbelay won. It was a you know typical Fonbelay race. He's got to be gas. He's had such a long season. But then Holloway comes from the sideline, grabs him, and kind of does like a full full tackle and puts him on his back. Yeah, you're watching the full race here. Slow start for Fonbelay, but he's. One of the best in the world, and he clearly should be able to pull away from this field. Takes a little bit of time for him in this situation, but he gets it done. Wins in 20-0 or something like that. A lot of these races, you can clearly tell that these guys, you know, they've had long years, especially someone like Fambula. He's run, He's been running. I guess yeah. he didn't run indoors because he was uh, – did he run indoors? He ran, like, late in the indoors I mean, he ran. I, he ran sparingly. Like he didn't make the nationals. Yeah. Yeah. But regardless, still long seasons for a lot of these people. And uh, it's now September 11th, September 12th, and they're still going. But uh, excited. How many? What, if Fom- I mean, if Fombele ever gets his start, man, he is going to be scary. 
I mean, we say that we've been saying that based on the way he runs, but like he has the best last hundred and he has a better last hundred than Noah Lyles, in my opinion. But, you know, it's a 200, not a hundred. So, yeah. How many people do you think right now can win gold next year in the high hurdles? How long is your list? Grant Holloway, mm-hmm. Broadbell, Devin Allen, Cunningham, Parchment, Crittenden. Maybe why not? They get four, so he can make the team. Yeah. So six guys. There's probably a seventh a out list. there. Yeah. Well, you could throw Roberts won USA's. You throw Roberts, him in there yeah. too. Like, like who, whoever, whoever the fourth American is that's a long list yeah it's long it's turning into sort of how the women's high hurdles was this year where you thought early on one person was gonna run run away with it just like we thought it was gonna be holloway just like camacho quinn and then it just turned into this very very deep deep field <clears throat> now amazon broke away for the women but we'll see what happens with the men i didn't anticipate saying by the end of the year we're gonna have six people in contention but i i agree wholeheartedly with with that list. And I think Broadbelt is going to, I think he's going to turn into a consistent threat. And I think he's going to turn into a guy who can run multiple 12 nines. I think for Grant to be secure next year, he's going to need to get back to the 12, eight grant that he hit that one time at the trials. Like he needs to be 12, eight high in order to, to get this done. I, I just have a feeling we're going to see a really fast year, top to bottom in the men's hurdles next year. And you're going to need 12s to win races. Not just at world championships, but some diamond leagues. Like You're going to need to be running, hitting 12s. Yeah, I can see that. I can agree with that. <clears throat> Want to talk about this Woody Kincaid kick? Oh, yeah, kick of the week. Kick of the week. Here it is. Same meet. Zagreb. Start all this back here, Colt. Let's go back to, to the beginning of this clip. Um, about 300 to go. Woody Kincaid, Morgan McDonald, uh, getting at Wally's in there. He's making a move. Uh, so you have this big pack, seven guys there. Kincaid, we know he can close. Right? He showed us he can close. But it is the second week of September. How much of a kick does he have left? He has to go super duper wide this looks like the final of an 800 basically not a not a men's 3000 and he goes all the way out into lane three but then to his outside you have someone trying to outkick a kicker and that's reynold chariot who at the line looks like he gets kincaid back kincaid even thinks he got caught he puts his hand on his head and is uh upset about the last finish and the flowers Go to Chariot initially, but uh, Kincaid by a thousandth of a second. Can you separate those guys, Gordon? Can you separate them with the naked eye? Uh, no. Yeah, no, I can't. I can't separate them. But <laughs> Kincaid thought he lost. They'll show the slow-mo video right here coming up. Look at Kincaid's uh, facial features and hands flare up when he thinks, oh, no. Oh. I, I screwed it up. I missed that on it. But they ran the exact same time, but... Based on the lean. photo finish, Kincaid got the win. Look at that. That's Why what he's I thinking. Lean? Yeah, you can see he doesn't lean, and he, he notices Chariot leaning to the outside. But Kincaid actually gets the win. It's got to be an awkward conversation when you have to give the flowers back. What do you think they say? Yeah. Ooh. Do you have bonus flowers Man. in case that happens? So you give two people flowers? Yeah, how do you take the flowers back from the person that you thought won? I don't know. You just say like, "Hey, uh, there's been a a timing <sighs> malfunction or something." I don't know. Supply chain wrong. issues. We Supply need to have these back. So yeah. your guy, Morgan we'll McDonald, get, give you yours in the mail. We'll give you yours in the mail. McDonald gets a PB in third, seven thirty nine. McDonald, I mean, incredible. he's, he's kind of had a slow year injured earlier on. We were supposed to see him, you know, running that EM, uh, that four-by-mile at Penn Relays. Yeah. But uh, had a late to the season, didn't get to run, really run much. So 
ending your year with a 739, it's not bad. It shows that you can still get fit. You know, they're all looking towards 2023 now. So, but uh, yeah, good run for McDonald. I mean, he beat some good guys. Wale's in there. So, yeah, beat some some pretty good names. Yeah. And it was a uh, kick, too. Like having to close like that. Like that's a, that's his best result in a while. I, I can't think of another race recently where he's outperformed expectations like that. So, good sign for 2023. Uh, what else? Oh, men's 2000 meter steeple. You want to break down the time for Bacali? 514. What do you think? I have no thoughts on what a 514 2K steeple is at all. I did look it up to see if it was the world record because I have no idea what the world record was. Apparently, the world record is 510. Ooh, just missed 514. But it's still like a top four or five all time 2K steeple mark of all time. So good for him. History. History. You can witness that. Um, All right. What else? Women's mile was kind of funny. <laughs> Go ahead. What was funny about the mile, Liga? What was funny about the mile? Um, the women's mile was funny. They had, so they had two rabbits, right? And Elise Cranny was the second rabbit. And you're just like, all right, Elise Cranny just can win this race. And you look at the names on it, it's like just to stay in the race. But then she, she, was, she stepped off with a quarter to go, and she was basically pacing by the end Linden Hall. Linden Hall was so far – in front of everybody else. She had like a full on, like gigantic, gigantic lead. And she held on, she ran 421. It was just very, it was just strange to see Cranny pacing a race that she definitely could have run well herself in. Uh, and the field was was pretty good, but it wasn't, you know, it wasn't Kipiegon, it wasn't Laura Mir, it wasn't the, the, the superstars, but Hall gets the, the win. I just thought it was funny at this point of the season, Cranny pacing. Usually you see that early on, you're trying to get your feet wet. You're like, oh, I'll pace a 5K, and then two weeks later, I'll run a 3K or something. Usually at the end of the year, uh, you don't see that, especially in, in in a shorter distance like this. Yeah. Hmm. I missed this race. But yeah. Maybe they yeah. had some deal with the meet where like, hey, come and we'll pay you for pacing and all this stuff. I'm sure there was some. Reason why she yeah. did a pace instead of running a full mile is what she ran twelve hundred yeah. meters. Yeah, yeah, and again, like Hall was so far out in front of everybody else, so I'm sure she appreciated having someone there for a little bit. But even when she stepped off, she had just to do, do so much running. I mean, the victory two seconds. It's sort of it was a bigger victory than that. It seemed it was a bit more misleading. This was never never in doubt unless Hall completely fell apart. Uh, Tania Marshall won the women's high hurdles. Clayton won the lows. What else happened? Cofield won the 400 over McLeod and Sada Williams. Women's 400, the bigger names, like the world championship finalists, are just, they just keep going. You're missing Shawnee Merlewebo, but everybody else is just like, we're just going to keep running this women's 400 over and over and over again. Um, we could also talk about, though, the Fifth Ave mile. Yeah, sorry about that. to watch that. I turn on my TV to watch that. Raining, rainy conditions. Josh Kerr slips at the start, gets back up, joins a lead group. Sam Parsons makes a move at halfway. He wanted that $1,000 halfway bonus. Did the money hands when he crossed. I loved it. It was amazing. Everybody knew it was coming and they couldn't stop him. Reminded me of Tour de France, you know, trying to get those king of the mountain points. So you make that big surge right before the climb. Uh, but ultimately, Jake Whiteman got the win, timed at 349.6 ahead of Jake Hayward, 349.9. Uh, Sam Preco was third. Cole Hawker was in there. So those of you who have been keeping track of Cole Hawker since he went out in the first round at USA's, I'd say this is probably a positive result for him based on what he's been up to. He got fifth ahead of uh, Jordy Beamish. A lot of big names in this race, but uh, Whiteman continued his – success at the 1500 slash in his first was his first non 800 since non 800 or non thousand since worlds is that correct Do i have that right probably yeah. yeah what did no he did did anyone ask him after the race has he been asked 
about has he been asked not racing Jakob? What what specifically would you want to ask him? <laughs> Hold on, I'm making sure he hasn't run a 1500. Oh no, he Commonwealth. What am I saying? I mean Commonwealth. Yeah, come on, Commonwealth. Of course. My apologies. Let me redo all that again. Jake Whiteman in his first mile. It's his first since, mile. It's first Words. mile. Uh, um, my fault. I want people that I want someone to ask him like, hey, why did you not race Jakob? That's a very simple question. Um, yeah, I don't. I was I was in Austin. I was not in New York, so I was not able to ask him that. But you know, Fifth Avenue Mile. It's good, right? Good. Have you ever run it? That race? No. You like it? I did it one time. It's very deceiving. When you run in a straight line, you think the finish line is closer than it really is. Yeah. And so you're like, oh, I'm almost there. And you're like, oh, crap, I'm not almost there. I remember I did it a long time ago, like early flow track days. I ran, I was there doing filming a workout with Iona, and they did like an eight-mile tempo run or whatever. And I yeah. ran slower than the average mile pace that the Iona guys were doing in their cross-country workout from the day before. <laughs> they make you feel good about yourself? Oh, yeah. It made me feel great. I was like, okay. Yeah. So I'm good at doing, you know. And there were some Iona guys who were there. And they're like, good job, Gordon. And I was like, guys, this is embarrassing. We don't need to, we don't need to recognize this performance. Can you Google that, Colt? Can you Google Gordon Mack Fifth Avenue Mile and see what happens? No, we don't, need, we, don't, we don't need the results. We do not need this result. On the internet. Yeah. We'll see if Colt can track it down. Um, it wasn't uh, It wasn't the 2002 New Balance. <laughs> you have 2002 written in there. You just got to do Fifth Avenue Mile, Gordon Mack. I think you'll get it. Get, get rid of New I don't even know if New Balance was sponsoring back then. Let's just do Fifth Avenue. There we go. Let's try that. Uh, oh, I don't – man. Not, just, we don't need to find this you, race. You Google, you Google Gordon Mack, you go down some rabbit holes, folks. I'll just say that. Yeah, you don't need yeah. this. Um, road miles are deceiving. It, when you're watching them on TV, they look like they're running a million miles an hour too. And then you, it, it gives you a different perspective of how fast they're going. I thought the women's race was kind of cool too because Laura Muir got the halfway bonus. And I did see uh, a quote from her afterwards basically saying like they're trying to fake people out. Like, oh, she's just going for the halfway bonus. She'll come back to us. But then she never came back because she kept surging and kept going for the win. But like, <laughs> I think everybody believed Laura Muir was really good and Laura Muir is going to go for it. And that's exactly what happened. It's like she went for it and she got the win. Uh, course record there, 415 for her. Um, yeah, she was flying and she, she put it all out there. Did you find, did you find it? Uh, yeah, I found Gordon's it. Okay. Oh, you ran the media mile. <clears throat> Did you beat any media? 14. I was slow. I could probably run fast. No, I don't know if I could. I came in ninth place, man. 543? That's not bad. Yeah. Not bad. I mean, you were young back then, so that is. Very young. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see if I recognize anybody else in here. Lost to a 46-year-old. Oh, shout out Nick Sicardi. Our buddy Nick. 603. Nice job. Um, there we go. The media section. Did you have a strategy? Did you draft at all, or how, did you go? Uh, the draft was don't to... run too fast in the beginning. I yeah. think I did because I, you know, I, that was four years after like my last real race when I was running actually in shape, and this is me super out of shape running five forty three. So I was trying, but hey, we're not. You gotta... It's okay. We, you don't need to be a fast runner forever. It's okay to have. Uh, I don't know. No, that's that's solid. That's solid. Uh, I like it. Um, it is really hard to not go out too fast. I, I will agree on the road mile because you feel like you're almost there for a good long while. Yeah. So it's Whiteman. It's Mirror. They come over to the U.S. and get the wins. Not much else other than that. I was curious. I think the prize money was five grand because I was like, how much do they need to make the halfway bonus? to entice somebody to go for it. And I'm thinking, okay, well, if the halfway bonus is as much or around what it would be for the third, I don't know the prize money all the way down for all the places, but if first place is still five grand, 
I'm guessing thousand would be what fourth, third, fourth, or fifth, or something like that. So that's enough to make you want to push the pace a little bit. I just I like how it's Parsons' thing. He's really taking ownership of it, and I like it. Yeah. Well, he's like, why not? He knows he's he's no he knows he's not going to beat freaking Jake Whiteman. So it's like, why yeah. bother running and getting twelfth when you can run and get twelfth and get a thousand bucks? Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. If it's more than if you get if you get more money for the halfway bonus than you do for getting fourth or fifth, and you think your odds of getting fourth and fifth are really low, that's there's a huge incentive to just go for it. And he made the move and then came back too. Like he, it was very clear exactly what he was doing, and uh, he's he was smiling, he's laughing, he's having a good time. So I guess that's why you put the bonuses in there. You just need a higher number to entice more people to do it. And they also have a you clause really, in there. You have to run a certain time at the finish too. Yeah, it's to a prevent, break four. To prevent, to prevent somebody from dropping out. To prevent like Emmanuel Career from showing up and just running an 800 all out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and 146, guys. Yeah, the women have to be, I think, 432. They have to finish at 432. But Muir got both of it. Muir got the, got the win and got the... Halfway bonus. You want to talk a little bit about the Great North Run? I want to talk a lot about the Great North Run, Gordon. No. I want to talk the exact appropriate amount about the Great North Run. Okay, what is it? We got the results. Let's pull the let's pull the results up. Well, you got a lot of big names there. You got a you got a who's who there. Uh women's side, Obiri. She got silver this summer. She gets the win here. Yep, Cheer Cheer and Ayana. Those are big, 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 big names in track and field and road racing. And then the men's side, Kip Limo, Barrega, and Bekele, ahead of Seguro Osako, Brett Robinson, Mark Scott. We were supposed to have chapter guy, but he he pulled out. But you have Kip Limo there with a big win. It's just it's just interesting to see Bekele out there still lacing him up yes. and, and run, running against yeah, running against big names. It's just I remember was it this was it this meet or this race where it was it was a while ago, but it was Farah, Gebra, Selassie, and Bekele. They just feel, they they get these generational Mount Rushmore type athletes. Yeah, where someone's just a, basically at the end of their career and someone's still in their prime. It, it it reminds me almost of like those those match golf tournaments that they just kind of throw together sometimes and they end up working out pretty well. It's just interesting to see the, uh, the that collection of people together lining up next to each other. But I wasn't I wasn't surprised with Kip Lima winning winning. And Obiri's still good on the track. I don't know what her I, I'm assuming she doesn't keep doing that. I know she's had interest in the roads before, but it's tough to go from if you're really good in the half, it's just whole other level up to get to the marathon and i don't know if that's that's where she's headed ryan reynolds here from Mint mobile with the price of just about everything going up during inflation we thought we'd bring our prices down so to help us we brought in a reverse auctioneer which is apparently a thing Mint mobile unlimited premium wireless ready to get 30 30 ready to get 30 ready to get 20 20 20 ready to get 20 20 ready to get 15 15 15 15 just 15 bucks a month so give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah. I don't know either. It was a good race, though, on the women's side. I noticed the top three yeah. women were all separated by f- five seconds. They were all together yeah. in a pack until the very end, whereas on the men's side, Caplimo kind of just pulled away. And it was like very separate of Caplimo, then a minute later, Borrega, then a minute later, uh, Pekele. So Ayana, we haven't seen Ayana in a minute. Um, of course, remember her breaking the world record and. Rio Olympics, but and then ever since then, she just 
she hasn't she's scratched a couple times, but we just haven't seen her consistently. And if she's run this year. So where? I don't maybe she ran the Ethiopian trials. 2022. Oh, she's run a couple times. Sixth in Bislet, seventh in Hengelo, and then that was her second half marathon of the year. So that was her fourth race, but we haven't seen her a bunch. And then the last time we have a race from her was 2019. So she was a she was a big deal for a couple of years stretch there after what she did in in Rio. And uh Obiri just never seems to go away. Obiri's just always gonna be there. It's it's pretty incredible. Um well, that's a good question. <clears throat> I mean it's not gonna happen. What's oh, we'll the get question? to that later. Hold on. Well, I was thinking the, the the question itself is is ridiculous because it's not gonna happen. But it made me think. Because the consensus the is question? right. I, uh, it's in the chat. Uh, okay. DET522. The question is, if Kipchoge breaks two hours in Berlin, does he pass Mondo for Athlete of the Year? Obviously, I don't think he's going to... I think the world of Kipchoge. I don't think he's going to break two in Berlin. But we always forget about the marathoners when it comes to Athlete of the Year because the track season ends, and we're like, who's, who's the Athlete of the Year? And then if someone had a really good spring race... You got to save at least a little bit of consideration for them until you see what happens in the fall. So it just makes me think what would basically what would Kipchoge need to do to pass Mondo? Because the four I have, and you can argue with these four if you want, but these are my four right now. I'm not including any road racers in here. Dos Santos, Mondo, Jakob, and Lyles on the men's side. That's my four. And I think Mondo is very clearly the winner in that group. But like, what would Kipchoge have to do to? To, to pass him, do you think? Wait, Santo, Mondo, Jakob, and Lyles? No Krauser? No. He's lost twice to... He's lost twice out of Kovacs, right? Yeah. Well, that's Jakob one where... Lost. That's one where both those guys... It reminded me of the Arshim Bondarenko high jump a few years ago, where it's like... It's tough. It's like... Are you the athlete of the year if you can't dominate your event? And I know it's unfair, but I, I just, it's tough. It, it's tough to separate. And you, also with with Krauser and Kovacs, you're comp, you're judging him on the high bar of the year previous, too. Like who won last year? Marks out. Athlete of the year? Yeah, it was Warholm and uh, Thompson Hurrah, wasn't it? Okay. So then Mondo's gonna win. I think it's pretty obvious. Yeah, so you, we don't even need you didn't answer my question even, at all. We don't even need to have the pod on Wednesday. Mondo's going to win. Yeah, I, well, I know that. The women's is where it's difficult. But the whole point of this discussion was How fast do you need to run? You, do, you need, do you need to run so he ran, one? If he ran 150, I think if he ran 159. Yes, I think if he broke two, he would win athlete of the year. So if he runs 20001. In, adi- in addition to running 202.40 in Tokyo, he doesn't get it? Correct. I think, if he, I think if he breaks his world record again, he should get it. I think that would be enough for me. He's able to do that again. Well, I want to... So, one thing, which we'll probably talk about on Wednesday. Look, we're doing Wednesday's pod at the end of Monday's pod. This is not good. Uh, so, people who are listening now, be prepared to hear the same stuff over again. Do you think World Athletics would hold the lack of participation from certain athletes in their events against them? So in this situation, why would they want to reward Kipchoge when he doesn't run the World Marathon Championship? Similarly, why would they want to reward Sydney McLaughlin when she basically doesn't run? The Diamond League, sir. Those are those are two different things. So, marathon, you're only going to get two or three appearances total, anyway, versus someone running a quote unquote normal track event. I think the expectation is higher for that other person. So, yes, the amount of competition should matter. If you have two people and one of them, the times are equal. One of them ran a bunch. One of them didn't run at all. You're going to go with the person who ran a lot. 
The issue is going to be for the women. I'm not going to get into it now because I want to save it. But the issue is going to be for the women when the one person who did run only a few times basically ran all-time marks every single time they stepped foot on the track. Like There was no wasted performances. I'll leave you with this stat. And then I, I, I do want to leave this conversation alone because I do want to save stuff for Wednesday. Did you know, Gordon, I think you might not what? know this. So I'm about to tell you something that, that I, don't, I don't think I caught this at the time. Maybe I did. Eugene was a long time ago. It was very hectic. There was a lot going on. Because we talk about Sydney. She only ran a few finals this year, right? She ran Nashville in, in the four hurdles. She ran Nashville. She ran Sheikh Gavayavar. She ran USA's and she ran Worlds, right? In the four hurdles. What if I told you though, she had a top 10 performance this year that didn't happen in a final. Her semi at Worlds was number 10 all time. Did you know that? Did not know that. I don't think I don't think you knew that because I didn't know that until I didn't remember it until last week. She was one one hundredth off what Dalila Muhammad ran to win the 2019 World Championships in Doha when she broke the world record. She ran that in a semi. Like when you dig into the Sydney numbers, it's ridiculous. And I'm still trying to figure out. My order, again, it's down to those two. I keep going back and forth. I'm a you should race a bunch person. Like I am that's how I've always thought about this. I think Bolt definitely got one more of these than he should because he didn't race a lot. But Sydney's quality of performance is really putting this to the test. It's really stressing this theory because when you're running number 10 in history as a semi, you're sort of breaking whatever formula I created. I'll just let you leave it at that, and we'll discuss more about that tomorrow. I mean, on Wednesday. Yeah. And I do think there's, for the women, there's six. Six that would deserve, like, consideration in terms of going to the finals, however many they cut it down to. Um, back to the men, though, for a second. Uh, Krauser also didn't win World Indoors. So he had three losses on the year. Again... Not a huge deal, but like when you have to separate people and you got Dos Santos undefeated, you have Lyles doing what Lyles is doing, um, and then you have Jakob completely dominating his event except for one race, and then I guess two races he lost indoors too. But then this is embarrassing. You got new internet and your internet just went out on you. Now you're no, muted. I hit the back button again. Why are you hitting That's the back did. button? Because I thought I was on the user air. User yeah, air. I have too many tabs open and I thought I was hitting back on World Athletics, but I was back on our thing. I was looking at Jakob's. I wanted to pull up Jakob's profile. This is why we need to move this to the studio because I won't be able to hit back on it in the studio. I'll just literally be sitting in a chair. So Jakob so is. People are moving to the studio. Let's be surprised. It's literally nobody cares. Um, <laughs> Jakob second to Tefera indoors. And then loses to Whiteman. Wins everything else. Dominates everything else. I don't know. I'm actually curious about your thoughts on that. Do you I think mean, I'll give my thoughts? I'll give my thoughts on it on Wednesday. You're trying to do Wednesday's pod at the end of Monday. No. No, this is just a preview, a preview to the preview to the preview. Um, someone mentioned Chase Ely undefeated. We actually got two emails about um, Chase Ely, one of them passing along her 100-meter victory in high school when she won state in New Mexico, also won the 4 by one for them, which is awesome. Is there um, a video of that? There is. I'll try to get it for next time, though. I don't have it handy. Um. Yeah, it's just when you talk about athlete of the year, it's just it's tough to to separate event by event. And this year is just again, you're you got a lot of other undefeated people as well too. Um, but Robert in Michigan says, uh, 
Um, I'm trying to rack my brain to see if I can come up with a thrower that has also won a state title in a running event. Also, her PR in the 100 meters of 1192 is pretty damn impressive. Haven't heard her talked about much. Remember them talking about state title on the 100 in Eugene. I was thinking about it while watching the Diamond League final. So I think that's a challenge to the listeners because they would know better than we do. Does anybody know top flight thrower who's also run that fast in the 100? And 11.9 is fast for a high schooler. That's moving. And was she a thrower then? Yeah. Or was she like a runner and then became a thrower? So she was doing the 100-meter shot put double? That's insane. You know, you see people who like, you know, they start out as a a quarterback and then they become a tight end and all of a sudden they're an offensive lineman. Like they just have that progression, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It can be like that in track. Oh, I start as a high jumper, then I'm sprinting, doing the 100, and now I'm a shot putter. So this was in shot in high school. She threw the shot feet, 47 feet, 3 inches, javelin 129, discus 78.5, 11192, 227.6. So, yeah, I don't think there's many people in history who have a 47.3 in the shot and 11.9 in the 100. I'm just going to go out in a limb and say that hasn't happened much. Yeah, probably not. That's um, wild. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, another email here from Sonny. So first of all, he wants an update on our cross-country schedule, Gordon. What are we live streaming for cross-country? All the high school state championships I believe the Big East Championship, I believe the Live and Lou XC Cross Country Classic, which is October 1st. I think noted, I think Tennessee's running there. So we'll see Mm -hmm. those. And I think that's about it. Um, Oh, the Florida State Cross Country Invitational. The big stuff we have is mainly the marathon majors. We have the Berlin, London, both live in the U.S. Um, yeah. So mm-hmm. no nutty right, comb, so not, no pre-nuts. No nutty comb and no pre-nuts, unfortunately. Or GRIAC, right? No, no GRIAC. Or GRIAC. Okay. Right. All right. Uh, follow-up question on that. Will you be doing a ranking of men's and women's cross-country teams individuals on your podcast like you normally do? I love to watch them and get opinions so I know who to watch out for on any given team. That is sunny course thank you sonny yeah cross country show will return this week i'll film it in the coming days Our, the rankings are already out so you can see my current preseason rankings for teams and individuals i do top 255 individuals top 25 teams so i'll break down why i created the preseason rankings as they are and then next week or the week after i think i'll go every two weeks i will then start updating him and talk about why i'm making the changes but I think, uh, I mean, Kevin, what grade do you give my rankings? When you look at them as, a, as an uh, observer, you see where I'm putting NAU, you see where I'm putting three Stanford guys in the top four. Mm-hmm. On the yeah, women's yeah. side, you see I'm putting a bunch of NC State women in the top 20. What grade do you give so, my preseason rankings? Instead of grading them, I'm going to rank them. I think this is your greatest ranking since your 2018 rankings, which are historic. I don't need to go into detail on that one. Everybody knows how good Gordon's 2018 rankings were there. Um, def- but I don't know. Like 2019 was also pretty strong. Your 2017s were, were, were solid too. It's just tough to know where to rank your rankings. Uh, I think you got a lot of things. You're on the right track on a lot of things. Again, I'm not as optimistic on NAU as you are. And I'll stand by my contention that if Stanford does happen to get three in the top four on the men's side, they're going to win the meet. Like they're four and five are going to, they're going to figure it out um, at some point. Otherwise that would be just be insane. Women. I, I really think it's going to end up, I mean, it's NC states to lose right now. So I think you don't have the points associated with them. Don't you normally put those out too, or no, that's just in track. I keep that internal. Keep oh. that internal. I mean, you could do the math well, by just, just, Copying up, my two fifty five and really add it up. Yeah, but you have to remove you have to remove individuals, and also okay, well, my just top two fifty five involves people who are eighth, ninth, and tenth on their team. 
It's been just so dark. Okay. So then I'm not going to do all that math, but can you just tell me then? You want to know? I won't tell anybody. Yeah. We'll keep it tell in general. All right. Just, you just keep this little secret. Let me find it. Uh, okay. Score wise, uh, NC State 62, New Mexico mm. 123. I think I might take the everyone under. else in the two two fifties and up. Everyone else. I think I might take the under on NC State. I think they might score fewer than sixty-two. Do you want to know my uh, my men score? Don't sleep on Alabama either. Go ahead. You want to know my men score? You're gonna you're gonna be interested it's, in the men score. Gonna, so my it's like a tie score, or something like that. Stanford one hundred and six points. NAU. 111 points. Wait. What? So why do you have any of you number one? Because here's the thing. You, you can't, can't go purely just... off the numbers. You have to, if someone is within a plus minus of a few points, what? they're in the same tier, and you can adjust who is one, who is two, based on being virtually plus or minus air range. So... Technically, the algorithm says Stanford 106, NAU 111, but you do have to put a little bit of like thought into it and be like, all right, that's basically tied. If it's a toss-up between NAU and Stanford, who do you take in a toss-up? You take NAU. Why? Oh, why would you take the toss-up of NAU over Stanford when NAU's won like five of the past six? That's why. Yeah, but you just did the math. And you said that they were tied. Yeah, but so wouldn't that help the fact that wouldn't isn't our experience already factored in? And that's why they're in those places that you have. By the way, Colin Solomon not very experienced at the NCAA level. I'll just say. So Gordon just refuting his own algorithm. Bad look. No, I'm not Bad look for the algorithm. No, I'm recognizing algorithm's not here to defend itself either. I recognize that algorithms have an error. And like you can't just be like this is a hundred like what, you can't what's say the error? you didn't like this it. Athlete... The error was you didn't like it. That is, no, is that an error? No, no. It's just you didn't like the results. No. No, 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 just... no, no, no. No. The error is you can't just assume that the algorithm said this athlete's gonna finish seventy third and that's a hundred percent going to happen. No, it means that person's probably is... gonna finish sixtieth to eightieth. That's what it means. The algorithm is supposed to take out subjective measures like what you just did. You should put more trust in the algorithm. And the algorithm subjectively put NAU and Stanford in a different class from everyone else, and then it's on the expert. Who's two, that? To decipher oh, okay. well, the tiers. But the, so you also the made the, but you also made the algorithm here, Cole. No, the algorithm oh. makes itself. The algorithm makes itself. Cole. The algorithm has yeah. changed over the years as I learned what is important and not important for the algorithm. You know, there was times when I was like using steeplechase times and I was like, this is not good for the algorithm. Steeplechase does not really affect your 10K performance. This is how Notre Dame gets in the college football playoff every year. This is, this is how this happens. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, Do you think this is a good way to do numbers? No, I think we need to go back to the BCS system. Just put it in a computer, let it spit out what happens. That's what we do. Yeah. I mean, Gordon. What? How many points different? Four? Four Five. points? Five. It'd be one thing if they were tied. Dude, five points is such a small number. If it was like, mm, if it was about this. over, it would have to be over 15 points for me to like let it impact me. If there was a 15 point t- gap, I would have been like, all right, I have to take stand. It was only a five point gap. Could have saved yourself a lot of time. What do you mean? Save yourself a lot, just be like NAU. Number well, one. No, you gotta like let the you have to because if it said NAU was like fifty points worse than Stanford, I'm not gonna be like, oh yeah, it's still NAU. No. But five, you're okay with? Yes, because five is very small. Mm-hmm. Out of two hundred and fifty-five school places, five is very small. Come on, man. Feeling, five is basically, better. five is basically, 
each athlete finishing one place better. That's the difference between 62nd and 61st is not that much. Oh, I understand how the number five works. I just don't understand why you ignore it. It's still a victory, though. You still get the trophy, even if you win by one point. If Stanford beats NAU by five points, you don't get any credit. I get credit, credit for, for being right. Still. You get zero credit. No, you get zero credit because you just disagreed with your algorithm. You tried to outthink well, my, it. Well, here's the thing. And it's they still get the right trophy. Now. The algorithm would be more accurate. Like they don't, they don't give the trophy to NAU because it was really close. They still get the trophy. A win is a win. Interesting. But you do have NC State winning. Fair yeah, square, because right? they have, they're winning by like 60 points. So I trust that algorithm. Interesting. Uh, Tampa Eagles asked about the sub pod. We're recording it on Friday, correct? Yeah. Correct. That's what we're doing, right? Yeah. Do we have a topic? Right. We'll talk Are about we doing the one or two again. Aren't we two back? Uh, we'll we'll do one one we did a we, yeah. we did a double feature uh, sub pod. Oh, that's right. Last that's time, right. right? We did. Yeah. Did you release them both? Yeah, they're both up. Oh, guys, you'll have an exciting uh, follow up to Gordon's shoe news too. Oh right? God. <laughs> this, I'm trying we can't to get turn the sub pod to... into Gordon's personal life updates. We can't do that. Just. Well, just for five minutes. It's not going to be a whole pod. I'm just saying okay. people are going to want to know the follow-up for that. Um, speaking of Gordon's personal life, someone asked for a dunk update too. So, yeah, I, I thought about this weekend going and doing a dunk. I visualized it, but then I didn't do it. <laughs> but I know that, I know that I, I'm better. I just know it. I mean, I'm jumping 43 inches. How much on better? Jumps. Five points better? Significantly better. Yeah, points. at least five points. I'm okay. lighter and I can jump higher. Like that has to mean something. But part of me wants to not know my progress. No, I kind of want to just need keep to have... training and then just do it on the last day with like I'm all in on this final day. No, that's not a good way to do it for content. We need stuff to talk about. People want okay. to follow you in the journey. You're doing you've right. been around too many professional runners. Yeah. I'm just going to go train and then I'm going to show up and run this time trial and qualify for worlds. Don't do that. Yeah, Share. You're right. You know what? Your you're right. You're right. You're right. No, I mean, I'm excited to see what where I'm at because I think I've I think I've I clearly have progressed. Like I haven't like you given up on the goal in like February. So you can't have gotten worse. I mean There's that no in a nice way. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate that. Your vertical didn't no go way. down. No, it didn't. Right. It went up. So we'll see. All right, I'll film it this week. I'll film a, a dunk attempt this week. Look at this, so much content. On Wednesday. We got the sub pod. Well, the, another dunk attempt filmed. This is going to be good. Wednesday show. We'll talk athlete of the year. Here's, here's some names I have written down. You can't show the names. Come on, man. Cover it up. Cover it up. Cover it up. Just a few names. There it is. Oh, yeah. You still Fraser Price? Not a lot of people have Fraser Price on their short list, do they? Not after she lost that one race. Uh, Sharika Jackson. That's true. Um, uh, she might be there too. She's running in like an hour on flow. Uh, anything else? Man, these pods are getting a little... We need a... Pods are getting great. Uh, pods are getting great. Yeah, look. We had, we had, we had a kick of the week today. We did? Um, Brought back kick of the we'll week. To, yeah, internet coach. We have one that I need to read on internet coach. I have it saved. We'll do that as well. Got Berlin Marathon coming up. It's gonna be exciting times. Well, we have a lot to talk about. Don't worry about it. And then when we, if we do ever actually move to the studio, I can just fill a lot of time being like, "Man, in this cool? We're in a studio now." People like to hear that stuff, right? I could describe the studio. Have my favorite parts of the Ooh, studio. Ooh, that'll be fun. Yeah, <laughs> look at these walls that you can't see if you're just listening to this podcast and not watching it. Gordon, are you excited? No, to go us, to going to a, us going to a studio is us like, you know, investing in the podcast, trying to make it better. Yeah. Right? No more of this Zoom stuff. It, we're acting like it's still COVID right now. We need a, we need a, 
grow up a bit. So that's why we're going to just wow. Gordon, tell I me. I wanted to grow this. Up. I'm kind of sad though. I just got this poster. So now it's just gonna bring it. No one's gonna bring see. it. We can put it somewhere in there. You think? Or you know what you could do? Because we're gonna have Colt's gonna be involved in this, but he may not physically be there. Maybe drop it off to Colt's house, see if he can put it behind him when he's recording and behind then the him. shot can have Ooh, Yeah. I, I can do that. We yeah. could do that. Every, People will not understand every, it, but we could do <laughs> Every podcast producer wants to have a picture of the person dunking. Fake That's dunking. That's not even me. Over. Of it's like yeah, exactly. it's of another NBA player dunking. That's all it is. I think or you could bring it. Is it is it made of thick paper or is it literally just like a regular computer paper? It's just thick paper. It's on a Okay. I could just take the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, take the whole thing. thing. Set it up. Set it up in the corner. And then I'll, maybe I'll bring something that's special to me. I don't know what it is. I'll think about it. All right. That's it. Blowtrackpodcast at gmail.com is the email address. Thank you very much to Colt, the best producer around. Thank you to Gordon. We will talk to you guys on Wednesday. If you want to watch some track right now, Bellazona live. Check it out. We'll talk to you guys Wednesday.